This is episode six of the Kindred Mom podcast. I am your host, Emily Sue Allen. Welcome, friends. I'm so glad you've tuned in to this episode. Today, I'm excited to share my interview with Meredith Dangle, an autism advocate, writer, and mama to a special boy named Henry. She originally shared her essay, Brave Enough to Help, with the Kindred Mom community in April for Autism Awareness Month. It's a great read if you have time to check it out on the blog, and I hope you'll enjoy the conversation I had with her. Stay tuned at the end of the show for details about something our Kindred Mom team is doing to encourage moms to connect with each other in their own local areas through the summer months. This show is supported by Adopt Together, the world's largest nonprofit crowdfunding platform for adoption. Adopt Together helps turn crowds into communities by providing a space for adoptive families to share their story and collect tax-deductible donations from their entire support network. In just five years, they have helped over 2,300 families raise more than $10 million to fund their adoptions. If you are considering adoption, go to adopttogether.org to check out some of their family profiles and hear Adopt Together CEO and founder, Hank Fortner, talk about how he uses the internet to build families. Hi there, Meredith. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Emily? I'm so good. I'm really glad that you are with me today um, recording this interview, and uh, I hope that you're having a great day. I am so far. It's nine o'clock here um, where I am, so it's already sun shining. <laughs> I'm not no. doing it dark like you might be. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's six o'clock. Yes. It's six o'clock here, and it's very quiet in my house, which I love, um, but it is early. Yes. Awesome. Well, I uh, want to begin by just having you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us uh, a little bit about you and uh, your journey, and then um, I might have some questions for you after that. Sure, and feel free to jump in if if um, if you need to, because I can talk all day if you don't stop me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Meredith Dangle. For those of you who don't know me, um, or if you have seen my name on Kindred Mom and you wondered how to pronounce it, it's Dangle. Um, a funny thing is when I met my husband, I was 19. Mm-hmm. He was um, 20, I'm trying to think, about 22. Yeah, he had just turned 22. And the first time I met him, I said to my college roommate, well, he won't be the guy that I'm going to marry because his last name is just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first person that I know who was not super thrilled about their husband's last name. <laughs> I said, that's a verb, and it's not even spelled like a verb. Perfect English oh. reader story, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm Meredith Dangle. I write online, uh, and it's funny, I've been doing it since 2007, but that was, um, those were the days when everybody had a blog just because, and um, we're just kind of, you know, categorizing different family events, and um, it was, you know, it wasn't a a purposeful thing. It was like an online journal. Um, But I've been writing for about a year on my new website, Um, After it became really clear to me uh, 
through through a few years of struggling uh, with my writing, it, it became very clear to me that God wanted me to um, give this part of myself to Him that I really had been holding back. And that was um, the fact that I'm a mom to a little boy with autism. Mm-hmm. And that uh, it really created an identity shift in me. Everything I thought I knew about what I was going to be like as a mom and what our future as a family would be like um, really changed. And it really rocked my world. And God did a lot in my heart uh, those first few years after the diagnosis. Henry was three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would say from age three to six, um, I just, you know, I talked about it in my everyday life, but I was very resistant to the idea that my online presence would be around that. Mm-hmm. And I felt like um, writing, I don't even know if I could have articulated this at the time, but what was going on subconsciously was that writing was the one thing I still wanted to be my own. Autism had affected everything else in our lives and I was kind of like, God, don't touch that. Let this be my thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it uh, it happened very organically, but also it was a very spiritual process for me to realize, no, this is what God wants me to do with my writing. Yeah. Um, so here I am about a year later with this website that very intentionally discusses both the challenges and the immense joy and gifts that come from being the mom to a child with autism. Yeah, that is wonderful. I, um, when you're talking about how you came around to setting up the blog that you're writing on now and um, kind of your resistance to that, I have to say that Kindred Mom came around the same way, (laughs) actually, that um, about a year ago, I kind of had a passing thought that I wanted to start a podcast. I had no idea what it would be, but I knew that I did not want it to be something that was (laughs) mom-centric. And I kind of decided that, and then I spent the entire year planning out what I wanted to do with it and made a list of guests that I wanted to have and the whole nine yards. Um, I was ready to start in December and the first time I sat down to test record, it just went terribly. It was not working. Um, I mean, I, people are like, what was so terrible about I basically pressed record and every other word that I said was just like, Bleh. I just had nothing to say. And um, I had a friend on who was going to be interviewed at that time. And we finally decided after two hours of trying that we were just not, I was like, I need to go back to the drawing board and figure yeah. out where is the hang up? Because I feel like I can talk, right? <laughs> can mm-hmm. I talk and press record? Right. Um, So I spent a few days just, you know, really considering what is the goal? Because I didn't have like, this is my tagline or this is my purpose. And um, what came out of that is that, Emily, you are a mother. You have six children and people want to hear from you about that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, and so um, that was actually the beginning of Kindred Mom um, was that week after kind of going through a fall on my face kind of experience and um so knowing that I wanted to do a mom-related podcast at that point January is when I decided well if I'm gonna have a a mom-related podcast and I also need a mom-related space online to host that and the whole community has come out of that and so um 
all that to say, I resonate with your <laughs> hesitance to um, go a certain direction. But now that now that we're going this way, I'm I've been so excited to see how it's come together. Yeah. And um, and I have to say, I had no idea that you had been writing on that blog for only a year. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't click through every last thing on your site but I have um I've poked around you know and I just thought you were a little more established there but it's amazing to see (laughs) what you are yeah you're just doing a great job so thank you I I think it's amazing that um you know I'm guessing that you and I aren't the only stories like that and I think it's amazing that when we finally surrender we see such immense happiness and fulfillment in that Mm -hmm. yeah um and I've loved watching your site and now this podcast grow and uh, you're so right. When you finally realize what your purpose is, um, it's a beautiful freeing thing, or at least it has been for me. Yeah. Um, well, I think it, just the last thing I want to say about that is that I think what it was through a lot of deep personal processing mm-hmm. is that I didn't want to have a mom related blog or podcast because <laughs> I, at the time I was feeling like, I would encourage other moms all the time and I would say what you're doing is important and enough and beautiful and sacred Mm -hmm. and worthwhile but I didn't even realize that I didn't believe that for myself that what I was doing was important and sacred and worthwhile and so part of this process for me personally has been recognizing that it absolutely is and um, I've just fallen in love with the opportunity and ability to um, encourage other mamas in their journey so that is yeah so rich. we often give everyone else grace but don't have enough for ourselves isn't that true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've had several experiences lately where I'm like grace for you and not for me yeah. <laughs> but you know like I just I am so critical of myself mm-hmm. so yeah I I'd love that, yep. oh sorry go ahead no go ahead I was just going to say, I think that's kind of um, where I was when when I finally realized, no, this is what you're meant to do. I just felt that I didn't have the authority. Like, I'm still figuring this out every day, being a mom to Henry. And how could I possibly write about this online as if I know what I'm doing? (laughs) Um, And so finally, uh, one of my dearest friends came to me and she said, you know what, what's going on? Why, why don't you want to write about your journey as an autism mom? And I said, because I don't want to be one of those, those moms that people avoid because that's all she ever talks about. You know, I don't want to be the mom that's like constantly pushing autism awareness information on people. I don't want to be that annoying lady in the checkout line at the grocery store. And she said, well, you know what? What I hear in your writing isn't that. What I hear is the journey that God's taking you on. Your writing is more about what God is doing through you because of Henry. Um, And and I just kind of had this aha, like, oh, my gosh, you're right. That that is it. But sometimes it takes another person speaking truth into our lives to see that. Yeah, I think that there is something um, about putting out our stories and wanting to share with an audience beyond our very small circles that we want to deliver all the answers and the solutions and be helpful when sometimes what is more helpful is that we invite people in 
to our experience and we don't necessarily have all the answers at that time Mm -hmm. and um, that's been a kind of a shift for me as I think about my participation in online spaces like am I always just trying to give an answer or am I sharing vulnerably from my experience yes yes struggles and joys and all (laughs) yeah well I would love to know a little bit more about Henry and the kind of kid that he is and some of your things that you have gone through with him yeah sure um so I'll I'll start I guess from um, the diagnosis and of course if you have any other questions about prior to that I'm certainly welcome to answer them or certainly happy to answer them. Um, so when we had Henry diagnosed, um, he was a very um, affectionate child, very fun to be around, um, and Keith and I really just thought Henry had a speech delay um, because we really didn't know enough about autism to know the different. Um, varieties on the spectrum. And we didn't have enough experience with um, someone with Henry's type of autism, which a lot of people call high functioning. Um, we, you know, we just didn't have any experience with that. And so we had him in speech therapy first. Mm-hmm. And um, little did I know, my mother and my sister um, both believed he was autistic. And they were doing their best to encourage me to get evaluations for speech because they knew once we did that, that the ball would start rolling. Um, And sure enough, that's what happened. And we were, once we got into speech therapy with him, we were advised to get an autism evaluation. Um, And I I guess that was, um, gosh, it's really hard to explain those emotions, but it was um, a shock and you're fearful because you don't know anything at that point. Mm -hmm. You don't know that that's not a, a death sentence. <laughs> it's not ending your yeah. life, your child's life. Um, so it's very scary. But at the same time, it was a bit of a relief to finally know why his, he was struggling with his talking. Um, mm-hmm. He had no pronunciation problems. He could repeat any word you asked him to repeat. He just didn't have conversations with you. Um, and so we very quickly learned that that's a feature of autism and um, that because he was verbal, uh, we wouldn't need to rely on um, uh, an assisted communication device, but he would need to learn how to put sentences together. And with speech therapy, that just flew along beautifully for him. So we now have a little boy who talks all the time. <laughs> uh, he's seven. He'll be eight in July. So uh, just a few months from now, he'll be eight. And um, he is... Uh, as are most autistic people, he has a one really fixated interest, and that is trains. So trains appear a lot on my social media feeds. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see a lot of trains. Um, every family trip, we try to incorporate some kind of train experience. Uh, and his entire playroom is what I call Henry's train world. So uh, if you walk in there, it looks like crazy chaos. It is um, a few hundred square feet of trains. (laughs) uh, I mean, trains on every surface, trains all over the floor. And I only make him pick them up when it's time for me to vacuum. Otherwise, I just let him be. Um, So (laughs) that is really against my grain because I'm a very neat and tidy person. And I have had to learn that his really epic, intricate train worlds are all very um, 
they're very intentionally planned by him. So even though it looks like chaos to me, yeah, it is not. He has engineered a very careful layout, and I just need to let him be because that's his form of creativity. Yeah. You know, some kids love to paint and color and um, draw and do crafts, and that's the kind of kid that I expected, and that is not the kid I got. So we roll with it, and we allow him to express his creativity the way he was designed by God to do it. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. I love seeing the photos of him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he, uh, he could spend all day in his train room. On the other hand, though, uh, and he's an only child, um, if I didn't mention that before. Um, on the other hand, he really, really loves playing with his friends, and we're very fortunate to live on a street with several children. So um, when the neighbors are available, we're outside. And that's a real gift uh, to me because it's very hard to get him outside on his own. Right. And I'm um, just... We thank God all the time that when we moved here, we moved into a neighborhood with children who would love him and appreciate him. And they see his challenges, but they, um, for example, it's hard, very hard to control his emotions. So if he gets angry, um, it takes him extra time to figure out how to deal with that anger. You know, if someone jumps on his bike to ride it and they haven't asked first, you know, we have to deal with um, frustration more so than than other families do. Um, but they but they love him anyway. And, and so that's just been uh, an amazing blessing to my husband and I, because you just never know when you move, right? You just don't know who your neighbors are going to be. Yeah. And thankfully, we moved uh, here when Henry was three, and all the kids on the street are just great friends to him. So great. Thank you. So Meredith also shared on the Kindred Mom blog uh, an article called um, Brave Enough to Help. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about uh, the article, Meredith, as well as um, let's start talking a little bit more about your hopes uh, that other moms would come around and support moms in public, especially when there is a difficult situation going on with the child. Um, I thought that was such a lovely essay. Um, Also hard because I think we all relate and understand that um, there are things that happen in social spaces that we don't always know what to do. Um, But please tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, Well, you know, it's funny. I had started writing that post before and left it in my draft box. And it just wasn't coming together the way I wanted it to. I couldn't, um, I, I felt like I couldn't adequately express my emotion and how, um, how much I, I cared for the other mom. Uh, I didn't want, and I'll, and I'll explain that in a second. Um, if you haven't read the post, I'll explain that. Um, but I really wanted to, to convey that I wasn't angry. Mm-hmm. I was just, um, hurt and confused. Um, and then when you asked me to write a post for kindred mom, I thought, I'll go back to that one and see if I can make it work this time. And that time it just flowed. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, it, you know, you just need to set things aside. <laughs> is yeah. my, uh, <laughs> the first thing that I want to say. Sometimes you, think, sometimes you just got to set it aside and wait for the right time. Um, but I wrote that post about a time when Henry was younger. And um, we don't deal with um, what I call autism meltdowns in public the way we used to. 
And there's a whole body of research online if, if your listeners are interested, but or if you're interested, um, but how to explain the difference between a tantrum, like a toddler tantrum, yeah. you know, when you're just not getting your way. Um, there's a lot of research, a lot of articles out there that explain the difference between that and an autism meltdown, which is typically something that looks very irrational. Mm -hmm. Like it can't, you can't reason with the child. Um, there's usually a sensory component involved. Um, but you know, we don't deal with that as much anymore because first of all, maturity, you know, he's almost eight. Um, but he also went through several years of therapy of occupational therapy to help him with that. So we don't deal with that as much anymore. It's more those really quick moments of frustration or anger. But three, four, five, um, you know, those ages, we still dealt with some meltdowns in public. And so I wrote that post about a time when I experienced that with him. Um, And I was doing my best to calm him using all of my parenting tactics that I had been taught through therapy. Um, And... I hugged him tight to me because, of course, that's what we want to do when we want to comfort our children. But also that deep pressure can help soothe a person with autism. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was holding him tightly. And right as I just tucked my chin over his shoulder, I looked and I saw a mom who was looking at us. And she was the mom of one of the little boys in Henry's preschool class. And I felt like just in that flash, just that quick second... I saw in her eyes the same thing I've wondered before when I've seen a mom struggling in public, whether it's a tantrum in the grocery store or, you know, whatever it is. And I've always thought, oh, what can I do? Should I say something or should I just keep walking and pretend I don't see it? Will that make her feel better? Um, You know, just to pretend I don't see it. You know, I've often wondered, you know, what should I do when I see a mom struggling? And I felt like I saw that in her eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, my embarrassment prevented me from holding her gaze any longer. Like I just quickly looked away and the next time I looked back, she and her son were gone. But that moment is still very fresh in my mind all these years later. And I just wish that I could have said to her at another time, because I was comforting Henry at that point, but I wish at another time I had had the the courage to say to her, you know, it was a totally okay that you saw us. And if you ever wonder what to do in that situation, I know at least for me, and, and I can only speak for me, but for me, it would have meant so much for you to give me a wink even, or just put your hand on my shoulder to let me know I wasn't alone. And you don't have to say a word. Um, if you want to say, I'm here for you, you want to say to that mom or dad struggling in public, you are doing a great job. You know, just whisper in their ear. Anything like that would be welcome. And and I can't imagine, I, I only speak for myself, but I can't imagine that other moms with special needs children wouldn't feel the same way. Um, so I wrote that post to let people know it's totally okay to notice. Yeah. We know that it's hard to miss it, right? Absolutely. We're not in an invisible box. <laughs> I think that pretending that it's not there really doesn't help anyone. <laughs> Although right. I, I completely understand. I am very guilty of doing the same exact thing uh, mm-hmm. at different times. But I think it takes a, a little bit of courage and intention on the front end to say, if I do see someone who is struggling in public with their child, what will my response be? And your your essay absolutely has 
made me think about this uh, for the last several weeks. And um, I think it's good to just know what, you know, that's a very real possibility that will happen again very soon. And to kind of have planned out like some options as far as how I could respond that would be more supportive and more helpful to that mother. Right. Well, I think you're so right about the intention. Like you have to think about it ahead of time or else you're not going to do anything. Right. I mean, you have to know ahead of time that it's okay. And excuse me, that's why I'm so grateful for your kind response to the post as well as so many people who reached out on Facebook and Instagram. I was really overwhelmed by that response. People were so welcoming into your space, but also really appreciative of the invitation Yeah, to say, to say, Oh, it, it's okay for me to reach out. Wow. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just overwhelmed by that. And, uh, like you said, it's going to happen to all of us at some point. We're, we're going to run into that struggling mom somewhere. <laughs> yes. It's a real part of our lives. Indeed. Indeed. And we live in a culture where, you know, we hear two different things on social media. At least I, this is how I see it. We see this um, culture of moms coming together and loving one another and saying, I'm rooting for you no matter what your parenting choices are. Mm-hmm. And then we see this other side that's stay out of my business. I'll parent my children the way I want. And and so I think that creates a really difficult tension for us to negotiate and it makes us wonder, like, you know, if I reach out to this mom, is she going to be that type who says, get out of my face? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I have to and, say with that, though, even I think sometimes that response comes up because we feel exposed or we feel afraid yeah. of what other yeah. people must, must be thinking of our own yeah. parenting skills. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like I have my own two modes of being where a lot of times I'm very open and warm and want to engage with people when I see them in public, whether or not my children are, you know, devolving into meltdown themselves or mm-hmm. the other mode that's like, I am just so barely able to manage what is in my little circle right here that anybody who might be looking on, I just can't even register, <laughs> you know, and I feel like I can have, um, a much more negative response without even thinking about it. Um, right. mostly right. because I feel vulnerable and insecure myself. Yes. Vulnerable, insecure, um, it is pain, right? Yeah. We, we react from our pain. Yeah. And so if you do have a mom that reacts poorly, it's probably not because she's mad at you. <laughs> it's, it's because she's reacting from that source of pain and, and the struggle that she's going through in that moment. Absolutely. Well, Meredith, I so appreciate your thoughts, your contributions to Kindred Mom. I hope we'll hear more from you in the future. And um, and I also just uh, want to say an extra big thanks for um, your encouragement in this process as Kindred Mom has really gotten started uh, really pretty recently. Um, and I just feel like you're one of those voices that every week there's little touch points where you're like, way to go. This was great. And that's been really encouraging for me. You're so welcome. I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, I want to give one opportunity for people to be able to find you if they want to follow your blog. Um, So if you could just share some of your um, social media profile handles and uh, your web address, that'd be great. 
Absolutely. So I'll spell my name since it's, um, like I said, it's a verb that it doesn't spell like a verb. Um, <laughs> so my website is meredithmdangle.com and the dangle is spelled D-A-N-G-E-L. Um, and you can also call, find me on Facebook and Instagram at that same, um, that same handle, Meredith M. Dangle. Awesome. Well, I hope people will check out your stuff because I love your writing and am still, um, I don't know, I'm still chewing on that great article. People can find it on the Kindred Mom blog. If you just go to the search uh, bar and type in Meredith, it will come up because there's only one Meredith on Kindred Mom right now. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for your time, and uh, we'll be in touch soon. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Meredith. She is a delight, and I really appreciated her insights into how I might be intentional about uh, dealing with a situation like that in the future, coming alongside another mama with a gesture of solidarity and uh, encouragement. Uh, I think that's something that we could all stand to do a little more often, so I hope that gave you some ideas. I also wanted to draw your attention to a couple of other essays that ran on Kindred Mom in April for Autism Awareness Month. Mallory Pettiford-Jones shared an essay titled Finding Carter Lou. She also has a son with autism and shared poignant thoughts about the beautiful and challenging parts of her family's journey. My friend, Nicole Kristen Tweet, she also shared an essay uh, with us in recognition of Autism Awareness Month about her recent experience of beginning the process of having her son evaluated for autism. I'm really inspired by her outlook on that experience and think it would be really valuable reading for someone who might be in that same space. One thing that we wanted to announce as a Kindred Mom team is an initiative we are taking this summer to help mamas connect with other women in their local area during the summer months. We are encouraging uh, those of you who would feel comfortable to think about leading or hosting uh, a summer connection group in your area. You can do it in your backyard during the day with kids included, or if you wanted to host an evening uh, once a week for several weeks during the summer months, that would be a really excellent way to build community and draw other mamas into relationship that might otherwise feel really lonesome this summer. And uh, we have a really exciting giveaway to pair with this initiative. It's also a way that we are celebrating the launch of this podcast together. Um, Our team is giving away two hospitality bundles, uh, each of a slightly different nature. One that would be a great resource for someone who is wanting to host a daytime group with kids involved. And the bundle includes some neat activities and some resources to kind of help you go about doing that. And the other is uh, a hospitality bundle for an evening group with mamas. Uh, that might want to get together just for conversation and dessert or something. Both giveaways are um, pretty exciting and there are some surprises in there uh, and there may be some items from Magnolia Market as well as Anthropology. Uh, Not to name drop or anything but it's going to be worth it to uh, enter. One giveaway will run on Instagram, so you'll want to be following us there for uh, instructions on how to enter. And the other will be uh, for those who are subscribed to our email subscriber list on kindredmom.com. So you can get a head start on that one if you want to go and subscribe right now. We really are so grateful that you have tuned in to this episode and hope that you might think about leaving us a review on iTunes. Uh, That will help other mamas learn about our podcast and find us. 
I would also love to have the opportunity to connect with you about anything that you heard in this episode or anything else relating to motherhood that might be on your mind. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter sometimes. I'm not as great at that one, um, but uh, we'd love to hear from you. I hope you have a wonderful day and thanks for listening.